Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Guys, welcome back to another Fall Obsession podcast episode. I'm Sam with Fall Obsession, your Fall Obsession podcast host. Thank you guys for joining us this week for another episode. Here in recent weeks, we have had some guests on our podcast where we've talked a lot about um, kind of some fall hunting preps, some summer scouting efforts in various parts of the country with different guests. So if you guys haven't checked out those podcasts yet, I encourage you guys to go do so. However, this week we are taking a break from that topic of discussion and we have something else that we're going to be talking about with our our guest this week it's his first time on our fall obsession podcast and that is a very good personal friend of mine dustin jeter dustin welcome to fall obsession podcast i'm glad to be here happy to have you man um like i said this is your first time on the podcast you and i are no strangers to each other though we've known each other for the better half of a decade and uh we're both firefighters in neighboring cities so kind of came up in that world together a little bit but i'm going to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself and steer us toward kind of what we're what we're talking about today with some tactical shooting and uh competitive firearm shooting and stuff like that so awesome uh like you said my name is dustin jeter uh 29 years old um been a fireman for almost five years so that's always awesome uh, i've been shooting competitively for probably close to 10 years now uh hunting obviously sam and i enjoy that we, we share that interest together so <laughs> started off hunting and then it's kind of weird how i got to where i am but eventually just developed into you know my love now is for the tactical games so yeah yeah 
So a, a background in firearms, as long as I've known you, you've been a big gun guy and, and big, been big into shooting. You got a, your own little personal range set up on a piece of property you have access to and everything, which is pretty cool. We've been out there several times together. Um, the competitive shooting side, though, is, uh, and, and again, this is your world and not mine if for our listeners if you guys have listened for a while you know i'm a bow guy i'm not a gun guy so you got a a bow world and a gun world here talking to each other but um i feel like competitive shooting is kind of a big jump from just obviously you know shooting for fun if you will and obviously in today's world with the way ammo is there's kind of a, a limit on a lot of stuff for guys personally it seems like unless you got stockpile but what what interested you in competitive shooting when when did you decide to make that jump from shooting for fun enjoying it uh, on a personal level to actually competing so it actually the same guy that got me interested in the tactical games is the same guy that got me interested in competitive shooting so him and i we worked together and i'd been shooting for fun and you know him and i we shared that common interest and one day at work he asked me hey why don't you just come shoot a competition with me and i'm just like uh i'd always looked at competitive shooting but for me i was more drawn to like the cowboy action the lever action the double barrel shotgun yeah like that is cool (laughs) so but that wasn't what we were doing we were doing more of a defensive style shooting it's called idpa and uh so the first match I ever shot with him, I actually had to borrow a pistol from, from my father-in-law, and it was a, a, a 1911 a Colt Government National Match. It was her, my wife's grandfather's gun, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so shot that match, and ever since then I was hooked. It's just the draw of <clears throat> like being the best shooter for accuracy and speed and... Like, once that buzzer goes off, it's like go time. You know, Sam understands, you know, firemen are usually competitive, so any kind of competitive setting, it, it gets us going. And, yeah. and that was my biggest draw to it was the competitiveness of it and pushing myself to be a better shooter. Awesome. Yeah. So how many competitions have you shot at this point? Cool. <laughs> That's like that's like me asking you how many times have you hunted? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I mean, I've shot... I would say over probably over a hundred. Awesome. So it's been fun. Local matches, you know, state matches, things like that. Gotcha. So we're going to, obviously the big one we want to hit today is the tactical games, (laughs) but give me some, give me some highlights going into that. Like some competitions that have, that have stood out or been more significant milestones for you building up into the tactical games. Yeah. So for me, the biggest thing, like I said, I got started in IDPA, which is very defensive. You have to be covered. You have to, you know, you have to use a garment to, to hide your weapon, um, things like that, right? You have to retain your mags. It's very geared towards like concealed carry, um, very defensive. Like it's obviously in the name, a very defensive style of shooting. So I went from that to, to want to just, they call it gaming, which is USPSA. And it's just wide open. Just go as fast as you can. And then eventually started shooting three gun. And so all this was as I was going through and, and shooting all these different matches, I started to realize where I was falling. I realized three gun was too expensive for me. Um, and IDBA wasn't fun enough. It got to a point to where I was just like, yeah, this is cool, but I want something different. And so I geared more towards USPSA because it's very focused on accuracy. So where does your accuracy fall? 
like do you tailor towards speed or accuracy or do you do you fall like right in the middle and so to me that that was the closest you could be to from a stock pistol to those guys with five thousand dollar race guns yeah right so for me i knew i could never afford a five thousand dollar race gun <laughs> so i was like well hopefully my physicality will make up for that and it did for a long time so um from there just started shooting uspsa and then and then just like separate carbine matches shooting clay matches and i love shooting every platform of of a firearm really so but once i started shooting started shooting it was fun it's 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 it just gets to a point to where it's uh like you still enjoy it but you you, you want something more you want to push it farther yeah. yes and so that's when my the same guy who got me into shooting was like hey i just did this thing called the tactical games you should try it and i looked it up and i was i instantly knew i was gonna be hooked because <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's that next level to, yeah. uh, to competitive shooting that that uh and you know me be like i said being a competitive person yeah so it gives me that next drive yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so firearm setups what what kind of stuff are you running or again we're leading into the tactical games here yeah. and and we'll get into that next but you talk about in the past kind of what you've what you run and then going into setting up for this competition if you made any kind of adjustments or anything okay so start starting out like i told you i shot a 1911 i, I shot that for the better part of a year and a half and then went and bought my own <clears throat> still stayed in that single stack 45 division um that'll probably always be like my favorite one of my favorite guns is shooting 45s just because it's how i started um then went from that to shooting nine millimeter and a glock and i always tell people they always ask me what do you shoot what do you shoot and i'm like it doesn't matter what i shoot if you go to a range and you can just rent every gun you can find, it's what you shoot best. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a Glock. So I started shooting a Glock 34. Uh, from there, I probably shot the Glock 34 for six years, six or seven. And I've, I've dabbled, traded guns, owned a 2011 for a while. That's not my cup of tea. It's just, it, it's too finicky between yeah. the mags and the gun. I mean, it is truly a beautiful custom gun, but you got to be on point if you want that thing to run right. Uh, where I'm at now, I ended up actually uh, getting out of the Glock 34, and I started shooting a CZ Shadow 2. Okay. So, hands down, it's heavier than a ton of bricks, but I love it. I love every bit of it. So, that's that's my current uh, US, because I still shoot USPSA, mm-hmm. That, but I gear it now towards the tactical games, so I'm not worried about beating everybody. I'm worried about getting my heart rate up getting my shots and making it count yeah so awesome so we have listeners across the entire country and i know we have a we have a base here in north texas that listen and i'm sure with you coming on a bunch of your buddies will probably maybe tune in as well yeah but for those who are not local or don't know you personally what is the tactical games all right so the tactical games is a mix of like a USPSA style shooting and the CrossFit games. So that's the, that's the, I've sat here and I've like tried to slice it and dice it and try to be like, how do you explain it? <laughs> to me, that's the only way you can. So to start out, you have to, you have a plate carrier, right? That slick with nothing on it has to be 15 pounds overweight. Okay. So you have to carry with you what you're going to use in, in what they call a battle, which is also, you know, considered a heat. Okay. So you have four battles throughout each day of events so there's it's usually a two-day event the one i'm about to do is a three-day event so we'll see how that goes but uh 
not only do you have to carry the plate carrier, all your ammo, all your mags, your belt, your pistol, your rifle. So you're you're running in full gear, right? 30 to 40 pounds overweight, depending upon your setup. Um, usually you start out doing something physical, whether it's uh, sled drags, uh, wheelbarrow pushes, <clears throat> um, squats, burpees, uh, overhead presses. I mean, dude, it's any, it's all fair game. They have like a, a standard list of what you need to follow under <laughs> parameters. And so anything outside of that, it's 100% they make up the day before. So you never know what you're getting into. Yeah. Awesome. So we talked a little bit about your weaponry at least, and then obviously hit on the interest for it, you know, wanting to push yourself, wanting, wanting that next thing, you know. So you found the tactical games or your buddy turned you on to it. What did you do to prepare for it leading up to it? <laughs> so I just followed that list of parameters they had. I was like, all right, sub nine minute mile from, cause I, I figured I'd start in an in intermediate. There's different divisions, right? And so the last match I shot, there was over 140 people, wow. right? Between all the divisions. My division was the biggest. There was like 80. Wow. So I took 12th in that match. <clears throat> but intermediate, I was like, well, let me start here. And then if I do really good, then I'll move to elite because everything in elite is 20% higher in either weight or rep volume. So intermediate um, was for me, the big, the biggest thing I did was I started running in full gear, right? With 30, 40 pounds overweight. At first it was not pretty. There was a lot of stopping, <laughs> a lot of leg burning. Um, did the Stairmaster. Really, I just I wanted to build my legs because I had enough. <clears throat> I felt like I had enough, you know, upper body endurance for me to to be able to get through whatever I needed. My biggest focus was on my legs, yeah. building up that that leg endurance. And it turns out that 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 paid paid over very well. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the event. Let's talk. Let's get into this and everything and break it down as far as what all they had set up for you guys and what kind of stuff was was challenging you and what all you had to encounter awesome so the first event uh, we'll start off with what we're shooting usually your pistols like probably 10 to 20 yards i think 20 yards was my furthest shot for pistol but it was all on a little uh three by four index card okay okay so then every shot on rifle was either a completely unfolded piece of printer paper or fold it in half depending upon your shots um, there were a few steel challenges there uh, for rifle <clears throat> but most of the time to record your shots it was all on paper okay so the first event was a sled drag so you start at 115 pounds and it's behind you okay so you throw the you throw the the toe strap they had over your shoulder and you just go you go 50 yards to a yoke and then you pick up a 100 pound sandbag and about five feet you have to throw it over the yoke and then continue to drag another 50 yards to the target from there you load make ready you shoot it was eight rifle and eight pistol wow from the firing line you have to you have to completely dump your stuff each each shooter has their has someone who's following them to make sure that they're doing all the procedures safe right so unload my gun uh hammer down, unload my rifle, hammer down, and reholster the gun, turn around, and now you're pulling the sled instead of facing, you're still facing the burn, but instead of the sled being behind you, it's in front of you. So now you're pulling it backwards, mm. throwing the bag back over, going back to the start line, throwing a 25 pound plate on. You did that for for three revolutions. Wow. Three, three, three down and backs. And uh, by the time I was done with that, I literally finished 
and if I'd have stopped moving, 100% my legs would have locked. <laughs> my 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 quads were so like filled with blood it was insane <laughs> i'm telling you it was rough so that's the first thing out of the gate first thing out of the gate so and i took fourth out of 140 people so in that stage so first thing out of the gate and that's what they throw at y'all that's what you do you finish mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts though as as you're wrapping that up and you just because again it's your first time doing this correct so. my it, my first thought was sweet i still got seven more of these <laughs> It's all like, I don't know if what, I, what I got myself into, but it was, and it to, to the competition wasn't even that long. And you know the beauty of it is, as you go to your competition, you're like walking through the bays, and you're like, oh, that looks that looks terrible. And then you get to yours, and you're like, oh, this is gonna suck too. <laughs> so it was it was definitely a a good. Uh, like gauge on what to expect for the rest of the day yeah Yeah. kind of set the stage for sure so what's next so next is each each i I shot with four other dudes and all of us we had a number right we had our shooter number and our squad number so we had about two hours between events which was much needed okay and our next one was yes it was this one it was 45 it was a 170 pound sled without the steel, just three 45s, and then the wheel was a 45 pound plate, right? Oh, wow. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, I need to get this out of my hands as fast as possible <laughs> because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to book it with the sled. And then from the sled, it's about 75 yards. You come around one berm, you come to the next shooting bay, you go all the way down to the end of the shooting bay, about 15 yards from the targets. I rotated my sled, dropped it, and you have to pick up what's called a, a Husafax stone. Okay, so they, it's it's derived from Scotland, actually. It's a 500-pound stone, mm-hmm. and you pick it up, and you have to walk around this rock formation and set it back down where you got it, and that's how you're considered a man. Like that's, <laughs> that's the Scottish way of, yep, this guy's a man. So it's 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 modeled after that. Thank God it was only 150 pounds instead of 500, because it wouldn't have been good. So you pick that up, you come walk to the end of the end of the pistol bay, which like I said was about 75 yards, turn around, go back, set it down, and then you shoot your pistol. And at that point, you pick your wheelbarrow back up, come all the way back to where you started in the other shooting bay, and that's where you shoot your rifle. And so <clears throat> each time that you got on the ground to shoot your rifle from prone, um, you shot strong side, weak side, strong side, weak side. And pistol was, the pistol never changed. You can shoot both hands, right? Um, so that was a total of four laps there and back. Gotcha. Yep. So how much time in between events, or what's the transition from one to another? Usually, so uh, it was probably two to three hours between events. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not like, because I'm telling you, what the workload there is, if you did them back to back to back, whoo. There's no way. Yeah, guys would be falling out. Oh, yeah, 100%. So so you show up to these things, you kind of, my understanding is you kind of have to gauge, hey, where am I going to, where am I going to pace myself? Where am I going to go all out to to try and make time? You know, there's a lot of balance in that, it seems like. There there is. So you definitely have to, because there's another factor to it, right? You're not just working out. 
Okay, you're not like, oh, I need a, I need to move this wheelbarrow really quick, and then I can, I can make up time on the Hoosafax stone, and then, and then take a breather. We also have to worry about how, how, fa- how hard am I breathing? How fast is my heart rate? How tight is my plate carrier to my chest? You know, mm-hmm. and because guess what you have to do after you're done? You gotta slow your breath down. You gotta try to slow your heart rate because you still have to make your shots. Yeah. A miss in the tactical games is 10 seconds. So it's wow. a hefty penalty. Yeah, that and that's the crazy part. We've talked so far about all the, the physical side of everything. And like you just pointed out, you got to do all this and make your shots oh, and yeah. make, them, make them count. So that, that's a huge factor. Oh, so. yeah, especially when, when you're making those left-handed shots and you're like, huh, probably should have practiced this a little bit more. <laughs> but you don't – and the beauty of it is like – I, I consider myself a pretty good shot, like in USPSA, like, and then you get into this world and you're like, shooting when you cannot breathe is 100% different than shooting when you're like, you just come up to the line, they're like, shoot already. You're like, yeah, you know, yeah, your heart's racing because you're excited. But outside of that, um, I always tell people in USPSA, you have to control the guy in your head that's like screaming for you to go faster, right? Shoot faster, shoot faster, shoot faster. He doesn't care about accuracy. Mm-hmm. We got to slow that guy down to be able to control the stage and shoot the way that you need to shoot. At the tactical games, that guy's not even in my head anymore. I'm just focused on breathing <laughs> and fundamentals. So yeah. that way I can, I know I'm getting my shot because I know I'm not going to go extremely fast. Yeah. So it definitely is a different animal. Yeah. Absolutely. So events one and two. Yes. Where are we going now? So event three was a, they're trying to incorporate more of like a USPSA or like a three gun, like a fast shooting stage. And it was called get to the van. Okay. So it was very much like a three gun style shooting. And for people that don't know, it's three gun is basically two anywhere. That's the rule. Right, full-size silhouette, just like you and me, mm-hmm. about as wide, about as tall, and it's just one-two, just as quick as you can get it. It doesn't matter where it hits. It's neutralized. So it was, you come to the shooting line, at about 30 yards, there's eight-inch gongs, right? I draw my pistol, shoot, bing, shoot the next one, and I was I was fully committed, right? I knew I had that shot, and I go to jump off the line, and I didn't hear the ding, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I have to step back, take another shot, and from there you come to the right, and there's an array of cardboard to the right, and it's like a like a shoot house almost, like just walls, right? So you come through, and, and each window gives you a target that presents to you. So you shoot it as you see it. Then from there you you present your you you move forward out of the shoot house, and then you go to the left side, go to the right side, engage all the targets, then before there's a van there's literally like an old astro van with the seats knocked out of it at the end of the at the end of the shooting bay and you're shooting pistol up to this point then you unload your mag and you have one shot to shoot one handed at a at a four inch plate that's 10 yards away boom you know i hit it so you you lose 30 seconds so it was it was like a like a advantage plate okay called it gotcha so from there you get in this van i I swear to you it's four foot high (laughs) you have to load your rifle and then shoot from these windows huh so there was four targets on each side but you couldn't shoot all four from the same spot so there was a lot of moving around there was a i cut my hand open just because of all the glass and and that van was so messed up there were a lot of people that but i mean no one cared you know it's like we got to get it done yeah so there were a lot of people that that got hurt but you know not not to a point to where anybody drew out but yeah that was more of a uspsa uspsa or three gun style event that i was more used to gotcha 
Okay. So there was no physical in that one, which was a breather. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a break. Yep. How many, it's a two-day event, right? Yes. How many events per day? Four. Four, okay. Uh, for, no, I lie. First day was four, second day was three. Four and three, okay. Yep. So how are, you got three events down, you got one to go for day number one. How are you feeling at this point? Um, so after event one, the one guy that I went with, he was shooting in my heat. Uh, I went with two two buddies, but one of them is shooting in the master's class because he's over 40. And so I brought Cody, my shooting buddy, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he literally went and laid in his truck and just lifted his legs up. And I could hear him because I was three cars over going, uh. <laughs> and I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> so that was pretty much it the whole time. It was a good little break, but your body was still so fatigued. Yeah. And I realized it on the next event because the next event was a run. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's hear about it. All right. So you start off. They give you, I think the, the, the shooting distances was 200 yards to 100 yards. And they had these X braces set up at 100 or 200, 175, 150, 100. And you had two minutes to shoot each each plate twice. There were four plates total, so you had eight rounds per mag. <clears throat> so I'm feeling confident, right? I get down there. I run to the first cross member, okay? I get down. It's about knee height, right? So I get down on one knee. I find my sight. I find the plate, and I'm like, full send. Boom. Click. Nothing happens. I'm like, what? So I re-rack my gun. Click. Nothing happens. I instantly realized I didn't see my mag. So I tap. I rack. Get back on it. Bang. Right? Send it to each plate. Then I run to the next uh, cross member and I realize those plates have been shot so much throughout the day they're washing on the berm oh really so I'm trying to find these plates and I, I tell the <clears throat> the RO that's with me I'm like hey man dude I can't see the plates he's like shoot where you think they are <laughs> oh my gosh this is great so I'm shooting where I think they are and I'm hitting them uh, the fourth plate get this as I'm shooting it it falls oh and so I tell him what do you want me to do and he says shoot as if it's there and I'm like free shots <laughs> so run to the run from the the 175 to the 150 continue my shots run to the one the 100 yard mark um they gave us a time limit i want to say it was a minute 30 seconds you had to shoot it in or they would yell at you you're done and you would just accept all the penalties from the misses yeah by the time i finished and crossed the line it was right at that moment mm. so from there was a, I want to say it was about a mile, mile and a half run around the entire shooting complex, and that's when I instantly realized like how truly fatigued my legs were. Yeah. Because I got my mile time to around seven twenty four, like dry, and then right around eight minutes with full kit, and eight minutes in full kit wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I just kept telling myself, one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, long strides, long strides, long strides, because I'm telling you, man. It was, I wanted to stop running so bad. Yeah. But after that, I I come running around the berm and then I stop and I'm like, whew, because I thought time ended there. And my wife's like, you have to touch the table. And I'm like, oh no. (laughs) So I I started running again. So it was probably a five second little thing, but no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that concludes the day, day, day one, day one. Okay. So, getting back out there for day two, how hard was that? Ooh. It was, so, I knew, especially after the event, I was like, I have to take an ice bath. 
because otherwise I'm going to be so sore tomorrow, it's going to be insane. So that's exactly what I did. Went and bought some ice, threw it in a tub, filled it up, took a deep breath, and just sat in there. <laughs> I mean, it was it was terrible. I love cold cold showers, but not that cold. Yeah. And so doing that, I think, really <clears throat> helped stop the uh, buildup of lactic acid in my muscles. And so after that, plus foam rolling and stretching, and I had a massage gun, um, I felt pretty good for day two. I was sore, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I wasn't like seized up anywhere yeah so going into day two i felt pretty confident yeah you know in all honesty the crazy thing is versus uspsa is like i don't know you don't know how other people are shooting right you don't know how other people are doing physically you can watch them in between your heats but you don't know so whereas i could in uspsa play play mind games with other people to try to get them to shoot at my level and then i bring it back down and beat them that way you can't do that in the tactical games yeah it's all you and you have to you have to gauge whether you go all out and save some of the tank or you just try to pace yourself so you're it's really all on you and and how fast you shoot it and how fast you go and you will de- you will decide your score gotcha so just just to clarify too i know you we kind of touched on it briefly at the beginning but as far as scoring and placing and stuff you guys are going off of times and then based on just hits or misses they're either they're taking take or adding time basically to like if you have a miss they're they're adding time is that what i understand yeah so all your seconds uh, everything will be converted to seconds right your time of five minutes and 58 seconds right will be converted to whatever that is in seconds right right three 358 i think it is and so your misses say you have 100 100 or you have 10 misses at 10 seconds right so that's 100 seconds gotcha so then that tallies to a score and everybody's ranked on that score gotcha and so whoever got first place that's then it's all uh converted to percentages he's a hundred percent right mm-hmm. the next shooter is 99.5 percent and so that's how it's ranked it's all ranked off of everything being converted to seconds and added up for a total score gotcha okay so and you just said you you don't know what other guys are doing after day one where where, where you're sitting or where anybody else is sitting necessarily no like my goal was to finish in the top 50 percent, and yeah. i didn't think i was going to do that really so, yes was any, was anybody falling out or anybody smoking you or anything like that no uh every event that we had i finished first on our team but that's because i made a conscious decision i'm not letting anybody beat me on my team there was definitely <clears throat> different styles you know that you could see there was one kid who actually made me push myself even more was 17 years old he had lost 80 pounds to come to this event right? wow just played call of duty all day and he was like i'm done with it and so <clears throat> his family was there and they were all just extremely awesome and uh his mom ended up talking to my wife and uh, she said his name was joey right uh they, they screamed his names a, a hundred times to <laughs> each event that's why i know it and uh his mom said he said that he wants to be just like your husband (laughs) just compliment me and i was like that's pretty cool yeah and so uh after i heard that him and i were talking and i was trying to give him tidbits because he would uh, this is what you don't want to do right he would come out the gate and he would be he'd be beating me right but i know from doing crossfit for a couple years that you got to pace yourself yeah so he would come out the gate strong and heavy and i'm like slow down young buck because you ain't gonna make it yeah sure enough drop down and and he would finish usually about third the middle of the pack gotcha and so that's yeah cool 
So day number two, where do we start? <laughs> day number two, the worst day ever. <laughs> <laughs> so we start off, uh, one thing that I did before I did go was I did a skirmish. So it's a half tactical game. So it's four events in one day. There's no breaks in between. Okay. That's what I'm telling you. It would be miserable. My grip, my grip was shot after the third event of the, the, the skirmish that I did. Yeah. So I knew going into it, I needed to work on my grip strength. It had helped me through day one, right? Uh, day two was farmer carries at 150, I think it was 150 pounds each hand, to a yoke where you did a sandbag toss over. It was 50 pounds. Then you pick up the farmer carries, go to the shooting line, and shoot. Um, the first one was freehand, right? Just shoot any way you want to, rifle and pistol. The next one was stronghand. Okay. And then the next shooting one was weakhand. Okay. And then again, stronghand, or uh, again, two hands. <clears throat> then you went from the rifle. No, that was on the next event. The rifle was the same thing. Strong, weak, strong, weak. Um, from there, each time that you went to the, you went, you approached the yoke with the farmer carries, uh, you had to double your sandbag throws. So, right, you start off at one. When you go to the shooting line, come back, it's two. Then you go back down, come back, it's four. Okay. Go down, come back, it's eight. Okay. So each time it's doubling. Right? Gotcha. And as I'm doing it, I'm throwing it. I realized I cinched my vest way down way too tight because I'm trying to breathe and I'm not about to lift all my stuff up, reset my cummerbund. I'm not doing it. So as I'm throwing this bag over, it literally blows open. And I'm sitting here and like, I look at the guy and I'm like, you want me to keep throwing this thing? Because I will. <laughs> and he says, hold on a second. So he gets me a new bag. I continue to throw it. And as I'm coming down from my last, uh, my last, uh, shooting array right coming down i reached the yoke we all timed out 12 minutes oh really yeah there was only four dudes that didn't time out on that event and it mm. was i'm telling you it was every bit of it was terribly rough wow yeah that was i think that was the hardest event that i did gotcha wow okay so event number one and we're at this point are you thinking are you thinking man these just you know you just said this is the hardest one yet are you just thinking that it's going to keep escalating from here? Are no, you doubting so, that at all? Or? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, it was kind of, you know, weird situation. Cause like my buddy who was shooting in the master's class, he shot our first two stages last. That sounds terrible to me. <laughs> so me and Cody, we shot the worst two stages for each day first. Okay. So part of me was like, all right, yeah, this is this is the best case scenario. Yeah. I don't want to be smoked when I get to these. Right. I'd rather just die in the morning and then progressively everything. It's what I would call easier, but, I mean, it's not easy. Yeah, well, no, it makes sense for sure. So what's event number two, day two? All right, event number two is we're in a 50-yard bay, <clears throat> 50 to 75 yards, and it's a sandbag, okay? It's 70 pounds. So we're facing the berm right we're all facing west and the goal is to take that sandbag and you throw it each time right standing sideways you throw it throw it throw it till you get to the shooting platform you go up you shoot pistol uh, like everything like i said is on a car uh, index card and then this one was a folded piece of paper for rifle so you're shooting pistol and on this one again you're going primary uh two hands primary hand weak hand Okay, and then the fourth one I'll tell you when we get to it. <laughs> uh, then from rifle, you're shooting standing, kneeling with your butt not touching your foot, to sitting, to prone. 
Okay. Or no, not to prone. It's the worst. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. So you throw facing west. You have to continue to face west. And you throw the other way, right? So you're working each shoulder. You're throwing each bag. And going into it, I'm watching these guys, and I'm, I made the conscious decision. I'm going to throw that bag as far as I can every time I touch it. I'm not going to sit here and lollygag and barely chunk this thing. So as I'm throwing this bag, the one of the guys was telling me, you throw that thing 10 yards every time you touch it. I said, that's the point. Yeah. So throw down right, shoot my array, throw back. I'm, I'm ahead of the pack. Throw back down, shoot my array, throw back, right? And I'm, I'm pacing myself. I probably should have pushed this one a little harder. And that's why looking back, I was like, I probably could have done better than 12th. Because, uh, but I, you knew, you never know what to expect. It was my first one. Right. So I probably could have pushed this one a little harder because I didn't really run between my throws and I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, so throw back, come down. So on the fourth one, right, you, you, you've went down shot three times. You come back, you can't drop the sandbag now. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to throw it on your shoulder. And if you drop it, it's a stage DQ, which means you're, you're out. Yeah. So you, you got it on your shoulder along with all the other weight that you have. So now you have to pull your pistol, load your pistol, shoot with this thing on your shoulder, clear your pistol, somehow sling your rifle around, shoot your rifle, unload everything, and then run back across the finish line. So that was interesting, especially when I finished and I was watching everybody else do it. I was like, okay, it sucked for them as much as it did for me. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So that's event two. Yep. So you got one more, the grand finale, I guess. What what we got? So the last one was, <clears throat> it was, we had barricades, and each one of us shot from a barricade, and the shot was a hundred yards. I was like, okay, this won't be too bad. Um, so from the line, from the barricade line, you had to run through the pistol bay around to the other pistol bay. It was about three hundred yards. Come back and there were numbered ports that you shot through so it was, it was there were three ports and so you shoot through the first port it's a nice four by four up and square right you're like oh yeah this is cake um, i'm shooting a red dot on my rifle uh two moa was a vortex spark ar um shout out to vortex I love that. <laughs> um shooting it and we're shooting a piece of paper printer paper right but that dot covers it up every time boom 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 so i'm like I hope I'm getting my hits, timing my breathing, shooting. Unload your mag, start running again, right? You do that three times, and each each time you get to a different port, the port either gets smaller or it gets awkward. So the second port was, it went from four by four to like a two by two to uh, like a one by six, but it was slanted. Hmm. So you have to, you know, with, with your plate carrier on, it's already weird shooting rifle. Um, it's something that you have to get acclimated to. And so now you're turning your gun even more and then shooting, and then you have to pick up all your mags and cross the finish line, right? So me and this dude finished at the exact same time. He told me, I'm not letting you beat me. <laughs> so we'll see. And on this event, at the beginning, I realized I wanted to play mind games on this one because that's I love doing that. And I was like, hey, are you guys you guys jogging? I was like, it's the last event. It's no big deal. And they're like, yeah, we'll do a light jog. And I'm like, okay, we'll see. So right as the buzzer goes off, I'm like full sprint. And I, they don't say it, but they're, you, you see them like look around, and then they start full sprint. And I'm like, suckers. So it was, it was pretty fun. It was awesome. They, they hated me after that. A lot of... A lot of competitive and some banter, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. There always is. That's fun. 
So you wrap it up. Yep. How are we feeling? Um, like I said, uh, top 50%, I, I was a happy camper, right? Because for me, my shooting could have been better. My athletic performance could have been better. But for me, this was the biggest part of this was a gauge to see how I do on the next one, right? Like a template. Yeah. So uh, we waited around for a little bit, you know, obviously drinking plenty of water. Uh, and as they, because they tally all the scores themselves, they don't do it usually. Like when you go to a sanctioned match, they'll have like iPads or Amazon Fire tablets and they're calculating the scores as you're shooting. Yeah. Right? No. They're, they have scores and and everything's wrote down on paper so they're tallying up all the scores and we're waiting <clears throat> so everything comes out obviously I didn't win which is okay I knew I wouldn't but when I saw my name on 12th in my division I was like <laughs> they got these numbers way wrong <laughs> <laughs> I think I was 12th in my division and 26th overall out of everybody yeah. so I was I was extremely happy with my performance but also at the same time, me and the, being the competitive person that I am, I was like, if I'd have just pushed it a little bit harder, <laughs> you yeah. Know? So no, it was it was a great, great, great gauge for me to see where I need to be, especially because at that point from the first battle, I knew I was hooked. Mm-hmm. So I knew all I was gonna do is all my shooting stuff was gonna gear me for this point. Yeah, awesome. So as we kind of transition to wrapping our conversation up. I had a few things I wanted to mention or ask, if you will. Um, and the first thing is expectations versus reality. I think, I think at certain parts in our conversation, we've kind of you've generalized some stuff, but as a whole, this is your first time doing this. So, what you thought it was going to be, and like you're talking about what you were doing to prepare for it versus what it ended up being. How do those compare? So I thought it was going to be more body weight stuff. I didn't think things were going to be, they were going to be creative and like, and picking up the hundred pound bag and throwing it over a yoke. You know, I didn't know what to expect in that regard. I thought it was going to be more like running, maybe like a barbell that you had to zerker carry right on your forearms and run across a line, overhead carries, wheelbarrows, things like that. But once I got there and I realized how, how much thought and how much, time they spent into all these stages i was like my expectation was you know like a cross early inception crossfit games right Mm -hmm. so things weren't as developed so the tactical games i'm pretty sure is only like two or three years old so to them i mean they're they're still early yeah and when i got there and i realized how much thought i went into it all the sponsors that were there that i didn't know were going to be there and all the i mean it was just and on top of that the the people there are different I've been you, you you always run into different people at different matches that you go to right you have the guy who is like the best you have a dude who's usually the loudest you know and then you have a bunch of people that are quiet or <clears throat> usually there's clicks you know at these events it's not that way you can walk up and you can talk to anybody everybody's super awesome super open dudes will come up and ask you how you did dudes will give you tips and advice on how to do that better next time and in all honesty the professionalism there is just insane and i didn't even that wasn't even on my expectation list mm-hmm. but once i got there and realized that i was i was blown away reality yeah. wise you know so expectation was more body weight stuff a little bit of weights reality a lot of weights no body weights though yeah <laughs> so that was awesome well, that's a that's kind of a good segue into my next question and you know you've talked about 
the event that was the most challenging and everything for you, but not necessarily an event or a task, but what was the most challenging factor of the whole thing for you personally? Huh. I'd have to say the pushing yourself, like really getting engaged, just trying to be able to figure out how hard you have to push it. That's the hardest thing to do. The reason being is because you can give too much or you cannot give enough. And that will directly affect where you place. Yeah. So your physical your physical endurance isn't gonna help you win. Your ability to shoot really well isn't gonna help you win. You have to have both. And so to find that line with it being my first one, that was 100% the most challenging thing. Yeah. I think I've got a better gauge on it now after shooting one, but that's to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so flip side, what's your favorite part or factor of the whole thing that you enjoy the most? My favorite part is I like being able to overcome things. You know, I have a fear of heights. I'm on a truck. <laughs> I'm on a truck company with a ladder. Yeah. And when we go all the way up, yeah, my grip gets a little tighter. And I'm like, whew. But I'm still going to do the job, right? I'm still going to overcome that challenge. And so for me, that's all it's been. That's been my favorite thing throughout life, right, is overcoming the, the, the challenges as they present themselves, no matter how hard they are. Yeah. And <clears throat> pushing through that pain, especially on, so at one specific spot on the Hustafax carry, I was about to drop it, right? And I'm like, I'm smoked. I'm tired of carrying this thing. And there's an RO at the end. He's waiting for me to get there, and I'm 20 yards away. And I look at him, and I say, tell me I'm being a baby. You know, and, <laughs> and I'm being PG-13 here, right? I said, tell me, I'm, tell me I'm being a sissy. He's like, what? I said, call me a sissy. Tell me I suck. Tell me I'm not going to make it. And so he starts, like, awkwardly screaming. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm trying to, like, push myself. I'm trying to grab at every ounce of just anything that I can to, to help me get through it. And so being able to push through that is the best part. It's, it's like it's like runner's high, I guess. You know, it's just amazing. That That's hands down my favorite part. Yeah. So when's the next one? November. So <laughs> it's actually – so each year they have a, a nationals match, right? And anybody who were placed in the top three, uh, any elite through any division can go – and they shoot nationals, right? The best against the best. That is the true tactical games, right? Yeah. Or the true CrossFit games, where it's the best against the best from all over the world, or the U.S. And they opened an intermediate division, because I'm not shooting elite yet. I haven't won anything, so I couldn't shoot that match period in the story. So my goal was to shoot next March, have a full year to prepare for it, and then I saw this one open in November that they're allowing intermediate division to shoot at the games. Okay at the nationals so i was like uh let's go ahead and do it i was like even if i win yeah i'll feel like it's pretty irrelevant because i'm there with the best of the best Mm -hmm. and i'm in the intermediate division winning a trophy against all these bad a dudes you Mm -hmm. know yeah i'm like okay that's even if i win i probably won't you know i'm gonna give it everything i have and i'm gonna fix all the things that i that i did from my first match but the goal is to always win. Yeah. Right? So at, at my, at the gym, at my station, I have 12th written on the mirror. So I can see that every time I work out because I, that, that's what motivates me. I want to, I want to win. I want to make it, I want to earn my right to the elite division. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only way I'll earn my right there is to win intermediate. So I'm doing that for myself because yeah. I could join elite. It's just, it costs the same, 
right? Yeah. But I want to earn my way there. And right. Hopefully win gold in elite and then go to nationals and see how that goes. Yeah. So that one November, where is it at? It is down by Austin. Okay. I couldn't tell you the exact city, but I know it's 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 by Austin. Okay. So not too far. The uh, the one I shot in March was by in a city next to Georgetown, Florence, I think is okay. where it was. So you've done this. You know what all's involved. You know the the mental game and the physicalities that are entailed with doing something like this. What what are you going to do, if anything, different to prepare for the next one? Uh, so, whereas I thought I had a year to get ready, so I started this program, I want, A, I wanted to get stronger. Because I know if I can get stronger, that the 150 pounds that took me 80% of my physical endurance to move, it'll be 60, 60% next time, right? Yeah. So in my mind, build strength, and then four to three months, four to, you know, probably about three months out was going to be my my deadline but i wanted to get about four or five start working on cardio running again get my muscular endurance back up from building strength uh then once once this popped up that kind of punched that in the face yeah and uh <laughs> so i've got a little bit of time so my big thing is just i'm doing both so I work out twice a day have a have a rest day once a week and i'm going from <clears throat> Strength training to cardio, usually I hit the Stairmaster for 30 minutes. And my biggest thing is I need to fatigue my legs and run. Because I've realized that running on, on fresh legs is different than like that last, oh, yeah. that first event, that first day, fourth event, running on fatigued legs. Yeah. So that's what that's that's one thing that I'm definitely going to change. But who's to say they're, we're even going to run in this next event? I yeah. don't know. You don't know. Nope. So build strength, work on muscular endurance, pray for the best. There you go. Well, buddy, I really appreciate you coming on this week and, and talking with us about this because this is, this is not really any kind of content or anything that we've ever had in our podcast, and um, it's just kind of a, it's a unique deal that you've gotten to do here and participate in, and you're a, you're a motivated individual who's going to keep pushing to do it. So I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing story about it and everything with us. Of course, man. I, I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Before we let it go, um, we have some questions we ask all first-timers to the podcast in closing, so I'm going to hit you with those real quick. They're not uh, – well, one of them is kind of centered around the topic of discussion. We're kind of switching gears a little bit back to hunting a little bit with uh, these questions because we're primarily a hunting podcast. But, um, so the first one that I have for you is what's your favorite hunting memory and why? Tell us about it. <clears throat> I have a couple, but I have one in particular that uh, that's my favorite because it's it's who I'm with and I guess kind of what we did. Yeah. So I never grew up hunting, never grew up around guns, right? I met my wife when I was 15. Okay, we grew up together, but we started dating when I was 15 because my mom and her mom are best friends. So her dad started taking me hunting once he realized you know her and I were pretty serious, and we started shooting together, and that's where truly my love for everything that I do now came from. Yeah. So him and I were hunting one day, and we're sitting in a blind. We're waiting, waiting, waiting. He's over there sucking the ceiling tiles down, you know, and I'm just sitting there like just so ready to shoot something, right? Because I'd never killed anything before, and animal-wise. And so I'm getting antsy, and he's like, hey, let's just let's just walk and see if we can see anything. So I'm like, okay, cool. So we're walking, and I'm shooting a 30 out 6 that he gave me as a, as a uh, wedding present. Wow. And so... We come up, we come, we walk through the bottom of a creek and we come out the top and I don't see anything. And he stops me. He says, shh. And I'm like, 
what? And he shows me there's a buck. And he's sitting about 300 yards away. And I'm like, it's my moment, <laughs> baby. And so uh, he's like, look through your scope and tell me if, if you think he's legal. And then he's looking through his and he's like, oh, yeah, he's good. And so I look through my scope and I see his, I can't even, I'm like shaking. I'm like, dude, <laughs> calm down. I knew I would always meet this moment and everyone talks about buck fever. Yeah. And I'm like trying to slow my heart rate, trying to breathe. And this is going to be, I heart, I don't think I've really ever told anybody this. So, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I'm standing there with my 30 out six and I try to cinch it down get it to where I can stop shaking as much and so i start leaning against the tree and i go to shoot right and i'm like i pull the trigger and nothing happens and i realize i didn't take the safety off and i'm like thank god because i literally (laughs) flinched so hard i would have shot the dirt like 20 yards in front of him so i'm like okay that was a gift from god yeah so i click the safety off i rest on the tree i start taking a couple deep breaths right and so boom and I drop him and I'm just sitting there like just so excited you know it was my first buck uh I was with my father-in-law who should who, who was teaching me all this stuff and, and so it was a special moment for me and I see him get up and I'm like are you kidding me and he jumps about 10 yards and then falls over so we wait a little bit we go up there dude I drilled him right in his heart awesome so once we got him i was like this is that was that was probably the most special moment i've ever had with my father-in-law so that's my favorite hunt memory that's awesome right there all right second question i have you have any bucket list hunts that you'd like to go on in your lifetime anything that really stands out i believe it or not i actually really enjoy hunting birds yeah so i've been on a pheasant hunt in the panhandle then i went hunting and we went and we did a crane hunt last year um, so it'll never happen. <laughs> I'm aware of it, but those dove hunts that they talk about doing down in, is it Argentina? Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that would be <laughs> hands down the coolest thing ever shooting until, you know, I couldn't drink coffee with my right hand because my shoulder is so sore. That's, that would be awesome. Of course, there's a thousand things I'd like to do, but bird hunting is probably one of my favorite things. That's awesome. That's not one, not, not that it's wrong and by any means, it's just not one you hear very often. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that'd be, that'd be awesome. All right, third and final question, and then we'll wrap it up. We've talked, I mean, obviously about the tactical games today and a lot of stuff involved with that, a, a lot of mental game and everything, physicality. If we have listeners who shoot for fun and they're wanting to make that transition to competitive shooting what advice do you have for them or really anybody that's doing competitive shooting the biggest piece of advice i'd have is which there's multiple pieces i'm probably going to give you yeah is you don't have to have the latest and greatest to come shoot right i've shot competitions with a dude who i kid you not was shooting a bolt gun a 308 bolt gun he got last place and usually at last like some events they they give you like a little gong like a last place <laughs> you did so good right and so you don't have to have the the best thing out there to come shoot the biggest thing you can do is take a class buy ammo and practice at home 
Okay. The majority of everything you do, if you want to get good at something, what do you always do? You practice it, right? You practice it outside the moment of doing it. Right. Same thing with, with, with shooting, man. You have to put in the time at home with being safe and dry firing and getting used to every bit of breaking down your draw, finding your sights and, and creating that relationship with your trigger, you know, so that'll all help you be better. But the biggest thing I can tell people is take a class on fundamentals. It'll pay off 10 times in the long run because instead of creating bad habits, you'll start off early, you'll fix them, and it'll make you a better shooter. Yeah. So don't go out there and just spend three grand on a pistol and think that you're going to be the best thing there ever was because those dudes are out there running $5,000 pistols and I'll smoke them every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, comes down to to the foundation, the fundamentals. Oh yeah, and don't don't hesitate to to go to <clears throat> look up local matches. I, I guarantee you, shooting range in your uh, shooting range in your area shoots some kind of form of pistol, rimfire, right? Every every place shoots rimfire. Yeah. Competitions. Get started in that to get to get your feel for it. Yeah. You know, get your feet wet. Do it safely. And if you have questions, usually the shooting community is the most open and honest and willing to help community there is. So if you have a question, ask anybody and I guarantee you they'll be willing to help you. Awesome. Very cool. Well, man, again, I appreciate you coming on for our podcast and uh, join me talking about this. I know uh, um, you mentioned your buddy Cody and everything. I know that there's a, an Instagram page where you guys have posted some of your videos and stuff before. You want to give that a shout out real quick so people can go look it up if they want to? Yes. So my buddy, he he runs a, his, his side business, right, because he's a fireman too in Southlake, and it's Armored Division. And uh, so you can basically buy anything. Everything I have, the most of the things I have or I shoot with or is on my kit, I get through Cody. So, yeah, uh, yeah shout out to Cody Pearson, uh, Armored Division. There you go. So... And shout out to, to Fall Obsession. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, guys, go go check out Armor Division. They got a they got an Instagram page, and they've Cody and Dustin have posted some of their videos, um, especially some from the tactical games on there. So you guys can go um, follow them and check out Cody's site as well. Armor Division is it armordivision.com? Is that all it is? Or uh, I believe so. Yes. Okay. Go check that out, guys. And if you haven't already, hit that follow and subscribe button on whatever podcast app you guys are listening on. We are on all major podcast platforms, uh, YouTube, and our website, fallobsession.com. That website is our hub. That's where you can find all of our content, video series, wild game recipes, educational articles, product reviews. Um, we, we got it all on there, including our podcast. So um, go check us out. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube. We're putting out new video content every week um, related to hunting in the outdoors. Again, we're normally a, a hunting podcast and a, a hunting media production company is what we are. But um, every once in a while, we take a little break and, and talk about some stuff that's not normally up our normal alley of uh of content so it's been a good good discussion here today so appreciate it dustin thanks for coming on man thank y'all man it was awesome all right guys we'll catch you guys again next week for another fall obsession podcast episode